Welcome back, everybody, to What the Fuck Is This Podcast. Today we have three guest hosts, Ghost Fury and Maverick. We are your co-hosts, Monica and Miranda. And today we're talking about season six, so far our favorite season, Mm -hmm. I want to say. We're going to be going over episode nine, 10, 11, and 12. And then our next episode is going to be the end to season six. No. No. I'm way off. Yeah. But that's okay. (laughs) We have two more episodes for season six, and then we're going to be completely done. I think And then after that, we're going to get into some holiday-themed movies, which we are here for. Um, All right. I mean, I think that brings us to your book tea. My book tea. This week. It's juicy. Might be a little bit long. So my book tea this week is going to be over Corrupt by Penelope Douglas. I do want to note that this is an 18 plus book because she like writes that specifically. So I want to give that warning to people. But anyways, um, Corrupt is a standalone book. There's like five other books in the series. And they all have like the same... Like, they go together, it's like the same story continued, but, like, by different people, but each, like, this first book can be a standalone. Um, but I love this book. I couldn't put it fucking down. I literally stayed up till 3 in the morning reading it. I started reading it at 10 p.m., and I just couldn't put it down. I was so in love with it. Um, trigger warning, there is violence, there is S.A., there is the R word, there's murder there's blood so trigger warning for anybody listening um yeah it's corrupt by penelope douglas and basically um they're they live in this really really rich town they live in like giant fucking mansions this girl i'm trying to remember her name anyways this girl her dad dies in a car crash when he's when she's younger and she's in the car accident. She has a scar that goes, like, up her neck, down to, her, like, her collarbone. But she, her dad died when she was younger, and because of that, her mom got really depressed, and she's been into drugs and alcohol, all that type of stuff. So she's, like, not really there. Luckily, their next-door neighbor, it's, like, a six-mile distance from their mansions. Wow. Um, they've always been friends with their family. And since they were younger, the dad of the other family wants wanted her to get married to Trevor, which is the younger son. So this other family has two sons, uh, Trevor and Michael. And Trevor has always been like chosen to be with her. And so in high school, they finally date. But then she breaks up with him because she's like, I'm not that into you. Like, I don't wanna do this. Um, but this family was so close to her that she had her own room in their house. This is how rich these people were. Because they were like, oh, put her in one of the guest rooms. No, she can have her own room. Dang. Yes. And then she was like, what is he doing in the city? I haven't seen him in three years since I got his friends arrested. His friends arrested. Or she says, like, I haven't seen him since his friends got arrested. Not that she got them arrested. She wants to move into the city and go to school there. So she tries to get her own apartment. She ends up getting an apartment at that family's... Um, apartment complex that they have and it's called decanter mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it called okay. decanter i don't know 
But she moves in and she's like, why am I in a penthouse? I only wanted a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we like messed up with the lease or whatever. So this is the only thing we have. At this point, she didn't know that his, like the, the Trevor's family owned it. Um, and then basically one night, she's at her penthouse and she hears noises at the apart, like the penthouse next door. Nobody's supposed to be in that penthouse. Like, that's empty. Ooh. So she hears, like, a lady, like, screaming and being like, help, and, like, don't do this. And the reason she hears it is because, so she has an entrance at the back of the penthouse that goes, like, a staircase, like a, a fire escape, basically. And so she's standing by the door, and she hears it, and then she realizes she hears somebody coming towards the door from inside of the other penthouse. She has a knife in her hand because she was, like, scared, and then she tries to go back into her penthouse door automatically locks so now she's fucked so she's like running down the stairs because she can hear the other person coming down she makes it out of the staircase and she like basically falls forward when she falls forward guess who she falls into michael the older spooky brother and he's like well like what's wrong like what like why are you coming down the fire escape in your pjs she's only wearing a tank top and shorts and he has a girl with her, with him. And her name is Alex. And he's like, he's like, he puts her, the girl in the elevator and he's like, okay, go up and just wait for me. He, he grabs Sam and takes her to her apartment again and they check out the whole floor and he's like, nobody's here. Like, what are you talking about? We find out that Michael lives on the floor above her. Mm-hmm. Like, the entire 22nd floor he lives there. Oh. He's like, he walks in, this girl sitting on the chair, naked. <laughs> naked. And then he's like, wait for me there, right? And then he goes and showers or whatever, and he can't stop thinking about Sam. Because apparently he's had a crush on her like this whole entire fucking time, but he could never do anything mm-hmm. because his dad was always like, no, like she's going to marry Trevor. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm not supposed to be having these feelings toward her where, like, I like her. I'm supposed to hate her. Like, that's why she moved in here. Like, we need our revenge. Who the fuck is we? Why do you need revenge? Mm. But basically, this book goes back and forth between um, Devil's Night, which is Halloween, and that. So basically, Devil's Night was the four horsemen, Damon, Will, Kai, and Michael. Mm. They all go out and... They all go out and do, like, bad stuff, like, pranks. They each get a turn doing something, like, something really bad. And then uh, they had come back from college to, like, have one last night's um, devil's night. And it was because the basketball team had been doing so bad because while they were there, they had, like, won, like, the state champion or, I don't know, some shit. Like, but after they left, it, like, all went downhill. So they are like, we got to teach them a lesson. That devil's night... They, like, pick up the basketball, like, the guys from the basketball team from school, and they take some of the girls or whatever, and she is like, oh, I want to go, too. So she sneaks into one of the cars, and then they go into, like, the middle of this forest, and the middle of this forest is, like, this old church, and there's been, like, rumors that there's catacombs underneath it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't fucking know. But basically, she waits till everybody goes inside, and then she gets out of the car or whatever, because she's like... She's sneaking in. And Michael comes from behind her. And he's like, what are you doing here? Like, you're not supposed to be here. And then this whole, this whole thing, something to do with mask. 
They're all wearing masks. He takes her blindfolded to the catacombs or whatever, and he's basically like, I want to do something to you that, like, I've always wanted to do. Honestly, shit. He's, like, three years older than her, so she's 16 at this time. But then when she's at the catacombs, Trevor, his brother, like, he found out that she, like, left with them, and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no. And he grabs her and takes her out or whatever. And then... They go to his to Trevor's house and then she decides she just wants to leave. Like she's like, fuck it, like me and Trevor are fighting. I just wanna leave. I wanna go back to my house. So and since her house is only six miles away, she's just gonna walk. So she's walking and she noted like uh, Michael and his friends, the four horsemen, they pick her up. So they go to this town and Michael does his first thing, which he burns up this like abandoned house. But basically it was like a junkie house, like People, like, there was needles all over the floor and everything. So they burned that house down. That was his thing. They call the police to put it out. And then um, Kai's thing is he, like, his uncle owns, like, a trucking service. And they, like, block the road off so that the cops can't come. And then they go into town. And Will's thing is he likes this girl. This girl doesn't like him. And so he was like, I need to get her attention. I'm going to burn down this gazebo that she built in the middle of town. <laughs> Why? I don't know. So they burn down the gazebo. And then while they're doing that, the cops pull up and she's like, fuck, like they're all like sitting on the corner, but she was like in the truck still. And she's like, fuck, like I have to do something to help them get out. She breaks into her family's own jewelry store, steals jewelry, and then just bolts. She just runs away. And then... They finally catch up to her and they're like, fine, let's go to this warehouse party. Okay. I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger because we're going to go back to present time. Okay. Um, So in present time, we find out that there's something to do with the devil's night and why the three guys went to jail. We don't know what it is or what happened. But basically, they're trying to retaliate against her. But basically, she moved in to that place. So that Michael could see where she was at all the time. Michael basically wanted to control her life. So he, like when her dad died, um, his dad got power of attorney over all his stuff to make sure like he took care of everything. Um, Mm, and she was going to get everything after she finished college or she turned 25. And then he goes to his dad and he's like, I want to help you with the business. Let me take over their stuff. And then we don't have to worry about anything. Like, I will take care of it. This is how I'm going to prove myself to you. But in reality, he wanted that so he could control her life. The guys get tired of waiting because it's been like a couple weeks now. And they're tired of waiting. And they're like, no, we want to go in there and like get her and like do stuff to her. And he's like, no, we have to wait. They get a call or he gets a call or whatever. And he finds out that they burned down her house. Her house. Oh, my God. They go to this diner first because she hadn't eaten all day. And she has this box. And apparently... Everything in this box was, um, when her dad would go out of town, he would collect little matchbooks and she pulls one out and she was like, this one was my favorite. And it's like a little jar and she opens the lid and she pulls out a match and she was like, they just smell like him. They remind me of him. And now it's nothing. Like it's all ruined. And that's when he's like, fuck, like I like her. Like, what does this mean? They go back to his house. They do it. And now he's like in love with her. He's like, how do I have feelings for her? I'm supposed to hate her. All this other stuff. And they're like watching this movie and the entire time she's like, all he's doing is watching me. He's not even watching this movie. Yeah. The other guys were like, we're tired of this, whatever. 
she um she goes to the bookstore and she can't pay for any of her stuff and she's like what the fuck is happening like there's supposed to be money on my account like what is this she can't get a hold of her mom she can't get a hold of their dad that's taking care of their account he she can't get a hold of their mom either so she's like what the fuck is happening so she goes to michael and his friends like what the fuck is happening like he's like i have control of all your money and then the friends are like i have control of your money i have your money we all have your money and she's like what the fuck are you talking about like what is this and he's like this is how you're gonna pay us back you're gonna listen to everything we say you're gonna do what we say and little by little we're gonna give you some money so you can survive yeah and then he he's like we'll tell you where your mom is but you have to go to their house in this other town and we'll start doing everything there she goes to the house basically they're like blaming her for them going to jail and they're like we're gonna do whatever we want to you because you have nothing um she comes up with a baseball bat but they like take it immediately like these guys all play basketball they're taller than six foot she's like talking to them and then one of them grabs her or something and we're gonna do so many things to you and they're gonna r-word her and like all this other stuff he's like you're property of the horsemen whatever that fucking means damon's on top of her she pulls out this blade that she had like taped to herself stabs him on the side and then she runs out of the like the house and she goes into the um conservatory and then she runs out of the house she like leaves and she goes through the shit in the back and she's like like she stops running she's like where the fuck am i gonna go like they have all my things i have nowhere to go and if i go back to the apartment it's his apartment they're gonna know i'm there he's gonna be able to get in um and she's like fuck like i have to go back and fight like i'm not scared anymore i have to fight like i have to fight for my life so then let's come back to back in time we find out that um damon's like bad thing that he did that night was he ardward the mayor's daughter Ooh, yeah like his was bad and then we also find out that entire night they recorded everything like they went to a bar and they were like okay well now it's your turn to do something like it was her turn to do like a prank or whatever and they get to the bar this other couple is going into the bar and she's like i don't want to go in there and they're like no what the fuck like you're hanging out with us you've been with us all night what are you talking about basically she doesn't want to get out of the car she finally does and she wants to start walking but they like um they grab her or something like that and she's basically like that guy that went in he drugged me last time i went to one of his parties and she was like well it wasn't really him his girlfriend is the one that gave me the drink yeah and she was like if it wasn't for noah which is like her best friend i don't know what would have happened and they're like what the fuck and she's like okay well they were like well this is what you like your prank should be or whatever like this is your bad thing you should do so basically she goes into the bar and she's like flirting with him and she's like oh she accidentally spills a drink on him she's like oh let's go to the bathroom so he is trying to r-word her again in the restroom and then she breaks the mirror and she's like trying to like hurt him or whatever and then she slashes the girl in the face because the girlfriend also followed and she's like i like watching you do it with other girls ew yeah um but basically the guys go in after her and they like help her and they're like okay you wait outside we're gonna fuck him up they fuck him up and they're basically like i don't think he's gonna want to touch another girl again and they're like well we still have to go somewhere else to go so they go to the warehouse 
Okay, back to present time. So she goes into the house and she's talking over the intercom system. And she's like, why the fuck are y'all doing this? Like, where's my mom? Like, tell me where the fuck my mom is. And then they're basically all like, we're going to find you. Da, 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 da. Like, tell us like what the fuck is like where you're at. And then she comes out into like the kitchen where they're at because that guy's fucking bleeding out because she stabbed him. And they're basically saying the same thing or whatever. She was like, you released the videos. So he, they went to jail because somebody released the videos of them doing that stuff that night. Mm-hmm. But they only released three videos of Kai, Will, and Damon. Not Michael and not hers. They only released three videos. Okay. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That wasn't me. I didn't do that. Like, I, yeah. like I didn't do that. And they were like, we trusted you. How could you do that? And she was like, what do you mean? I trusted you and then you did what you did that night. And then Michael's like, what the fuck is she talking about? What did y'all do that night? Mm-hmm. Go back in time. Warehouse party. Kai and Michael both have like a crush on her and like they're like both liking her or whatever and then she goes upstairs or something in this old warehouse building Michael follows her and he's like basically telling her like oh I liked you I like you but there's like no way this could work my parents want you for Trevor all this other stuff and like they're about they make out a little bit and they're like about to do it and she's like let's go to the car and he's like no I can't do this you're a minor um, okay. I'm overage, like, but then, like, he's, like, mad, and so he, like, goes downstairs, and he goes back to the booth where all the other friends were sitting, and he's, like, here, take my keys, drop her off at home, um, whenever y'all are done, I'm walking home. She goes to the booth, nobody's there anymore. So they go, she goes outside, and she's about to start walking home, because it's, like, walking distance from her house again, and guess who picks her up? Who? Damon. Damon and Will are in the car with Kai. Like, they're all in the car, and they're all wearing their masks again, and they're like, no, we'll take you home. Like, don't worry about it. They drive past her house, and she's like, what the fuck is going on? She gets this bad feeling. She doesn't know what's happening. They take her to the forest, and they get her out of the car, and they're like, oh, like, don't hang out with us, whatever, whatever. Whatever. Damon's, like, jealous of her relationship with Michael, and he's like, you're the reason why, like, we're going to break up as friends and all this other stuff. And he basically tries to R-word her, and then Kai, or who she thinks is Kai, because he's wearing the same mask that Kai was wearing earlier, is also trying to do that. And he's like, don't come around us, or bad stuff is going to happen, all this other stuff. She's trying to run away, and then in running away... She, like, realized that she was wearing Will's jacket and the phone was in her pocket. And the phone fell out of the pocket and she couldn't reach it anymore. So she just took off running. Like, she got out of the reach. She took off running. And then after that night, she never talked to them again. Because the next day, they got arrested. Mm -hmm. So back to present day, they're talking. She's like, you did this to me. You assaulted me. And you think, I trust you? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And then... Um, Mike was like, no, you're lying. Kai was with me. He came home with me. And then she's like, what are you talking about? Like, Kai was there. And then Will's like, I was passed out in the back. Like, I don't remember any of this. Like, you're lying. They're all saying you're lying. And then Michael looks at Damon and is like, Damon, what the fuck happened that night? Like, tell me what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Damon's like, Whatever, she's lying. Nobody's going to believe you anyways. 
And then she, like, says something. She was like, no, I know it was you, Damon, and I know it was Kai. And then she said, like, this very specific thing that, like, the other guy said that was wearing Kai's mask. And she was, Michael's like, Kai would never say that. But I know somebody who would. He's like, that's something my dad would say. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, but it wasn't your dad. Like, your dad was out of town. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he was like, it's Trevor. <gasps> Damon and Trevor were trying to get her to stay away from all of them. So, like, they wouldn't break up the friendship or whatever. And Trevor just wanted her for himself this entire time. This whole thing. And then they're like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck happened? Like, all this shit. And now Michael's like, get the fuck out of my house to Damon. Damon runs off because they're all trying to beat him up because they're like, what the fuck? Like, this whole time he's been lying to us. He's been rallying us up to, like, destroy this girl's life. And everything he's told us so far has been lies. Yeah. So Damon runs out of the house. He disappears. And then Kai and them are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, like we didn't know. Like, yeah. we legit thought it was you. Yeah. And then we find out Trevor is the one that released the videos. Mm. Yeah, Trevor released the videos. Wow. She's like, I want my money back. I want to know where my mom is. All this and stuff. Turns out, Michael put her mom in rehab because she was like a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And then Damon disappears. Like, fully disappears. They have like a private investigator on him. So, basically, she's back in safety at her apartment and then Damon kidnaps her. Yeah. And he can like... Oh my god. He kidnaps her. She thought it was uh, Michael because Michael had texted her being like, yo... I'm coming home. You better be there when I get there. He grabbed her and they... <laughs> he took her to the yachts. To their yachts. Um, he tied her to like this... In this room or something. And then Damon's like... Trevor's gonna have a fun time with you tonight. But I know he's not gonna want you because you're your brother's whore. Ew. Yeah. He, Michael gets there and he unties her or something. Like she tried to break... Because there was a mirror above like behind her arms. So she tried to break it. And she did manage to break it. And she had like cuts on her arms... She was trying to cut the rope. Kai is like beat up on the floor. Will is tied to a cinder block. And he's like in the ocean and his hands are tied behind his back. But he's like the cinder block is still on the edge of the boat. Mm -hmm. So he's like struggling. Mm -hmm. And Trevor's like, Trevor and um, Damon are like, you have to choose between your friends or her. But basically Trevor pushes the cinder block out. And this whole time, Michael had a gun behind his back. And, um... Fucking like Nancy Drew pulled it out of his back and like shot um Trevor after he pushed in the center blocks. Michael dives in after um after Will and he's like slowly going down. He finally gets to like untie him and they bring him back up. But in the time that he's bringing him back up, he hears like like they come up, he hears a splash and he sees the girl go down. <gasps> so now she's going down. Trevor's shot on the thing. Kai is nowhere to be found because he's also beat the fuck up. She's coming down. He had just come back up. And now he's like, fuck, like, I have to go down. So he goes down. It's dark. It's cold. He doesn't know where he, she is. And then finally, he sees something in the water, like, swimming. And so all of a sudden, she's coming up. And he's like, how the fuck did you get out, like, out of the rope? And she was like, I kept a piece of the mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 
But then they get back on the boat, and then they call the cops or whatever. Trevor dies. His mom is sad or whatever. But now Michael and the girl can finally be together. But this whole time, it was Trevor's fault that, like, they went to jail. Damon disappears to fucking Russia. What? Yeah. And then... Oh, oh, and then... What? It's the cutest thing ever. They go back to... Um, they go back to the church, like the broken church, and he proposes to her in there. And he's like, this is the moment that I realized, like, I wanted to spend the rest of my life Aww. with you and all this other stuff. And then, and then, the engagement ring was one of the rings she stole from her family's jewelry shop that night. Aww. And then she's like, I thought we returned all this jewelry. And he's like, yeah, we did. So I bought this one because I knew it meant a lot to us. And I bought it, like, the day after we returned everything. And I've had it ever since then. Mm. Yeah. But there were some creepy parts in the Read Corrupt by Penelope Douglas. It is 18 plus. Um, there is very hot and heavy scenes. If you're into that kind of stuff, like me. But anyways, let's get back to the real reason we do this podcast. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> Episode, Episode nine. nine. Servant Queen's Gambit. <laughs> I just read my first line and I was just like, good lord, okay. I just wrote, what is Pickens up to? Pickens is doing a census. Why? I don't know. Why? Also, I do want to mention, I spelled Pickens 500 different ways every single time. <laughs> I don't know how you spell it. I don't either. And I don't care to find out. No. Um... He's doing a census on what people like about the town, what they don't like about the town, what they think is wrong with it. And we find out they don't like the serpents. Yeah. And the ghoulies. They think that it's, like, going to be, it's too much gang violence. Yeah. Which, like, the serpents have saved the town multiple times. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I don't think they're really dangerous. I think you're making that up. Especially now, like, after they've come back, like, everybody's come back. Yeah. Like college and stuff? Like, no. Yeah, no. Um, so they want to disband the serpents. But only the serpents, which I don't understand. Like, they don't really mention the ghoulies. They're no. like, yeah, the ghoulies are dangerous, but we need to get rid of them serpents. But also, like, they technically could get rid of the serpents and go, like, the serpents could go live with FP in Toronto or whatever the fuck yeah, they went. Toledo. They live in... Yeah, but... Uh, anyways, okay. Um... Abigail wants to put Tomasina in Tony so that they can kill Fangs. The Fogarty. Fogarty? Fog... Don't get us started on another one. Fogarty. Fogarty? Fogarty. Sounds good to me. Um, and then apparently they think that they got powers to save the town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From what? We don't know yet. Because I, I said... Superheroes are brainstorming how to get rid of pickens, <laughs> British pickens. This whole episode, Betty's wearing her fucking sunglasses everywhere. Damn it, we forgot to start with our sunglasses on. Tony gets voted off the council. Yeah. Because she's Serpent Queen. And Alice is working with this British pickens fella. <laughs> okay. Betty was snoring like that one. <laughs> oh, the ghoulies shoot up pops. Oh, what the fuck? This needs to fucking stop. Stop shooting up pops. Stop blowing it up. <laughs> S- 
Stop. It's the soul of Riverdale. It's the yeah. only target. It's my favorite fucking thing about this show. Yes. And I keep trying to destroy it. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. Um. um oh. I wrote, what's wrong with Mr. Mantle? Yeah, he's still sick, isn't he? No, he got out of the hospital and he's going to the casino. Oh, God. And he's, like, gambling his money away. That is insane. But then later on we find out, like, why Reggie's okay with him doing all this stuff. Yeah. But, like, at this point I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, sir? Like, Veronica's being super insensitive. But also Reggie isn't being honest. But still. It's giving me... The way Reggie explains it or whatever, it seems that Mr. Mantle has always been to be, like, Hiram. Yeah. I agree. Um, Cheryl goes to the school offering scones to um, Archie Jug and Betty. They're arsenic-laced scones. Yeah, but so Betty finally sees the aura, but she's the last one. And Archie's like, it's okay, I'm indestructible, but they make Jughead throw up. <laughs> With salt water. Yeah. <laughs> then he's like, yeah, I just feel like I drowned in the ocean or something yeah, like that. That was, that was hilarious. funny. Oh, but Archie's face when Betty comes in, and she, oh, was funny. he's like, I already ate it. <laughs> but it's extra funny because they're like dating, so you know he's like, did she want mine too? Like type of shit. But then she's like, it's fucking poison. It's like when you get caught in the act. Like, yes. Like, it was so funny. I wrote, what the fuck is Kevin doing? Yes. Some somebody needs to put a spell on him or something. Something is always going on with fucking Kevin. Yes, because Kevin doesn't think Anthony is safe with the serpent, which, like, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So then, Tony and Fangs are having, like, a powwow, just them two, of course, but, like, in their Mm -hmm. room together, or their apartment together, about making their gang a political activist group. Yeah. And then Kevin breaks in with the cops to raid the apartment, there's illegal weapons there because Fangs was gonna have a fight or something. And then fucking Dickens. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Dickens. <laughs> Dickens is a fucking sheriff now and he's there. Yes! He's a deputy now, yes. And he's helping. What? I wanna see his resume. <laughs> like, like, what all is he doing? You know what I mean? Um. And then, um, Cheryl, well. Abigail finds out that the ghoulies want um, Archie Archie. dead because Tony tells her. And so she dresses up like a ghoulie and throws a Molotov cocktail at it. And like, then he's just standing there on fire. Like, what the fuck? And then a social worker comes and (laughs) she's like, I have to investigate, which like, duh. Duh, yeah. And then they go look for the baby. Baby. Gone. Gone. The window's open. Bitch, put some locks on the window. Like, an alarm. Also, like, why wouldn't you leave the door open that your baby's in the room? Yeah. Like, you don't have a baby monitor? Nothing. Uh, Um, I have a quote from Jug because he's going to go talk to Cheryl, but all by himself. And he's like, hope I don't get killed. And I'm like, yeah, why isn't someone going with him? (laughs) She's tried to kill you guys, like, twice now. Either in a group or one on one, like two, three times, and Jug's just gonna go along and do do do. Yeah, but he has to read her mind. I get it. No, yeah, I get but it. Yeah. But like, like at least like stay in the car. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Twyla and British Pickens are the ones that have Anthony. 
<laughs> Why? Who knows? But they call her from a phone booth, and that'll come back. But first, uh, Jug reads water water filters mind to figure out what's going on with Cheryl. Yeah, and then she finds and out. And this bitch is like, it was so funny when she he started reading her mind because she's like, Cheryl is da 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 da. Like her minds are going so fast and her thoughts are going so fast. And Jug's just like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. Are you go? Sa- you're gonna be safe till tomorrow? And then she's like, I don't know, maybe. She's <laughs> like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna be fine. Da 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 da. And I was like, Anyways. So she goes. He goes back and tells. Yeah. Um, Betty and Archie what happened, and then Betty goes to Cheryl's house. Yep. Um, Thornhill, and she's like. Oh my goodness, Archie's dead. Like, I don't know what to do. She's fake crying. She comes in and what does she do? She like covers her mouth. Mm-hmm. She chloroforms her basically, but like yeah. it doesn't last very long. No. And then so it's probably not chloroform, but who knows? Betty chloroform, her- like <laughs> she's got a knack for it, so maybe she knows. They take her to the forest or something. And they're like, she's like, how long are you going to do this? Or how many times are you going to do this? And she's like, as many times as it takes, bitch. Mm-hmm. They're going to burn her again. Yeah. Um, anyways, the ghoulies and British pickings set the serpents up. <laughs> um, and then, so like, Tony's like live streaming it, basically. Oh, against the yeah. Cops. Oh, because he's like, he says something about like, oh, they're resisting arrest. Right, he's yelling, they, like, bullshit what he things. He called but, it a turkey shoot. Uh-huh. Like, they basically set them up. Right. And so, they all, Tony's like, put your weapons down, and then he's like, they're resisting arrest, and she's like, you better watch it, you're like, you're being live-streamed or whatever. <laughs> People are watching you on the World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, all the ghoulies are dead. Oh, yeah. They also had a turkey shoot with- Besides Twyla. Yeah. Which, like, what? I don't fucking know. Um, and then fucking Pickens is on town in the, on the town council now. He took Tony's spot yes. unanimously. Yeah, right. And then, well, I mean, it makes sense because of his persuasion. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah. yeah. So they're burning Cheryl alive again, and Nana's <laughs> holding this doll, and then she just like chunks it. She's like, it twitched. Yeah. How the fuck are you holding it on the first place? And now Abigail's in the doll. The writer saw Annabelle and was like, we need to fit this in somewhere. Again and again. Um, oh, I wrote, I wrote the wrong person's name. We find out that Reg... Uh-huh. Oh, well, Cheryl wakes up back in her own body. Yeah, know, Cheryl's her. back, Abigail's in the doll. Um, we find out Reggie's dad only has a year to live if they don't find Yeah, and they don't think they'll find him a donor in this yeah. time. They think he'll die first. Um, Dr. Curdle calls and he's like, hey, the report says that it was a shootout, but the ghoulies all seem to have shot themselves. Yeah. They turned the guns on themselves. I'm like, and then I put Dick- persuasion. <laughs> I wrote Dickens, a villain. Oh my God. <laughs> um, episode 10, Folk Heroes. So, basically, this starts, and Jug just tells us he's going to make Archie a folk hero. Yes. And I'm like, like Johnny Appleseed. And I'm like, all right. 
Apparently, New Pickens wants to re-put up General Pickens' statue. Right, yeah. And so, Jug is going to make Archie a folk hero, so all of the current people will want to put up their most recent folk hero statue. And then we find out the town has a new sign. Guess what's not on it? Pop's chocolate shop. Um, Archie needs to be a hero again. Yeah. I wrote the fucking doll. Yeah, locked up Annabelle style. No. I, this is when I wrote, I seriously cannot take Betty, like, for real anymore in these sunglasses all the time. No. I can't. I literally can't. I feel like she had LASIK in real life or something, and that's why they wrote that in. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Or they're just trying to be ridiculous. I just think it was funny... (laughs) That water filter has to go home now because her f- real parents heard she want like Cheryl wants to adopt her and now they're like, give her back. And what world? What? Like, oh, now they're okay with me being gay? Like no. What? No. Anyways, okay. I do like that Cheryl was like, you'll always have a home here. Well, yeah, no, that was great, but yeah, no, this doesn't make any sense. Um, um, Archie needs to be become the strongest man alive. Yeah, toughest, strongest man alive in the Guinness. So they bring, yeah, so they bring the people from the Guinness World Record. <laughs> what? That whole thing. I don't know. But that's how he's going to be a folk hero. What? Ugh. And then we find out that the Babylonium is taking away money. Or not taking away, but taking away customers from Yeah, the revenue is going down. Time out. You mean... The only bar and the only restaurant in town ever are losing revenue because another place opened up. Whoa! And then they go and they find out that a casino is serving free sliders and liquor milkshakes. I want one of those so bad. For our last episode that we watch of this, we should make one. Yes! I want one. I don't want the shot. I want a whole fucking milkshake. By the end, I'll to do it on a Saturday again. (laughs) Okay. We returned to Cheryl's house where she had a night nurse because she kept having fevers. Yeah. She wakes up, the night nurse burnt to a crisp. Not his feet, though. (laughs) Not his feet. The chair, also fine. Um. (laughs) What the fuck did I write? Okay, well, I want to talk about Tony and um, Tabitha brainstorming bringing business back. The serpent dance? The serpent dance is what's going to bring your customers back. I would understand if they made it to a strip club. But just being saying, the serpent dance? And then the whole fucking song that they did, I, it was fucking atrocious. I wanted to speed through so fast. And then when Fangs comes in and Tony's like, (laughs) like up there, like fucking, I'm like, what are you doing? Like a half-assed body roll just so your ass pops? Like, what are you doing? Oh, so bad. And like, I don't know what it was about them. I feel like they both weren't into it. Like in real life, they were not into it. No. And they were just like, why the fuck are the writers And Fangs isn't supposed to be into it. Yeah, no. Because then Fangs and, is it Pop? Pop Tate? Are the ones that talk Tony and Tabitha out of it? Yeah, and they're like, oh, you shouldn't do this. Like, Yeah, and so I then know what you're like, trying to do, but it's not. Yeah, it's not so good. then they, um, they team up with Veronica and Babylonia, 
And now there's like um, they're partnering together. Right. There's gonna be a pops in there, and like so much of the revenue goes to Tabitha, and then there's something relating to the white worm in there, like alcohol. Oh, she's or no, she's um, she's giving them two um machines. Oh, the machines. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's pretty much what's going on with the casino. Veronica breaks up with Reggie, vanishes from her from the casino <laughs> and her bed. <laughs> All because she finds out he has, like, a secret casino at his dad's dealership. Yeah. Um, we find out that the man that <laughs> that burnt to a crisp died of spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. And then the rest of the episode, they continue to call it <laughs> a- or SHC. <laughs> yeah, like, people know what the fuck that is. Okay. Um. Oh. Dickens tries to make Archie hurt himself. Yeah. By like doing the persuasion shit. And when he tries to do it, it breaks. It breaks because he's the strongest man alive. The fuck you talking about, bitch? Yeah. And then Archie's like, it's not going to work anymore because he thinks of his dad, which like, I love that. Yes. This is when I said, mm. after that, I said, I'm not seeing um, Pickens' goal. Like, I don't understand what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah, no, I don't know what he's trying to do either. Um, oh, this is before they made the agreement, but I said, oh, good, the wig is back. Because oh, yeah. They're like, he's like, come on, Veronica, you need to go see what's happening at the White Worm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Cheryl's burning up, and she had originally called Betty to, like, help her find out what happened uh-huh. to that guy, and so she calls her again, they go back to the house. She gets into the shower, into the tub, and she's boiling the water. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm just like, okay. And then Jughead invites K.O. Kelly mm-hmm. um, to come into town to fight Archie. Because all Archie would have to do to be considered like world's strongest man, he doesn't have to beat him because K.O. is notorious knocking people out obviously yeah. by he just his name has, yeah he just has to so stay in the ring all he would have to do is stay in the ring and never get knocked out to be yes. considered like a winner yes. basically but he wouldn't still wouldn't win the fight yes but then pickens finds out and he like breaks his arms or his legs or something no he gets him to oh, walk into traffic yeah yeah he gets him to <laughs> walk out there so then um, pickens is like well let's you and i fight and Arch is like, fine, I'll fight you if you, if I win, you're off the council. And British Pickens is like, fine, but if I win, you have to put my statue back up. Okay. My uncle or whatever, my grandma. Yeah. Um, this is when they're in the ring and stuff, and I bro, Pickens, not cute, lol. No. Like, out of the two of them, and I Archie. Like, OMG, British Pickens hit the fuck out of Arch. Oh, fuck yeah. Jeez. But then later on, we Christ. find out why. Yeah. But I was just like, they, like... He couldn't have been hot. Like, Brit- he's British. No. You could have at least made him hot. Yeah. Like, he was... That's true. No. I guess we just got done with our hot villains, so we're not in our hot villain era anymore. <laughs> well, they need out. to spice it the fuck up, okay? Um, I loved the part where we find out that... Who is it? Someone thinks it's not SHC, and you definitely have to have um, powers, whatever, whatever they were calling it. Oh. Because SHC is just too unlikely. Yeah. And having powers isn't... <laughs> I know you're lying. Um, okay. Archie gets knocked the fuck out he by does. Pickens. 
He does. And I was like, how is Arch losing? What happened to his powers? And then we find out that British Pickens was having planetarium <laughs> in his gloves. Bam, bam. And then you see him writing in his little book. And he's like, Arch, weakness. Planetarium? Question mark. Also, Frank's a referee and he doesn't stop it. Yeah, what the fuck was that, Frank? What the fuck? And then we get back to Cheryl. Oh, my God. And she was at 262, 303. I'm like, you would be dead. There's no fucking way. Her temperature keeps writing. And then I love that it's Nana, <laughs> Nana just, like, sitting there with the little temperature thing. But basically, oh. Betty's trying to get her to set the fire to the logs in the fireplace. And then she grabs a picture of Penelope and she throws it in there. And she goes, set her ass on fire. And then or Cheryl's like, <laughs> And yeah. Like, Fire. Bro, what the fuck is happening? Um, but this ends with Pickens getting his statue back and he decides now it's time to get rid of Tabitha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, why? Why? Alright, ladies and germs, episode 11, Angels in America. This is my favorite episode of this entire fucking show. Mm-hmm. Because, I, was it last week? Not last week. For the last episode, I don't know what episode it was, when they did that pan out of them, and I said, the castle's looking a little white. Yeah. This one, this episode, I was like, okay, like, they probably realized that it, the castle's a little too white, and they had to bring it back. But I yeah. love the fuck out of this episode. Yes. Again, my first line in this, what is Dickens up to? Yes. Because he wants to replace Pops with a train station. Yeah. He wants to build a railway. A railway? Sorry, what happened to the interstate Hiram was working on? <sighs> Soto? Um, um, he couldn't oh. get his mind trick to work on Tabitha, though. But then everyone wants her to sell, and at first I was like, why? And then I'm like, no, yeah. mind control. He's like, in their heads. Yeah, but at the same time, they were like, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But like, Well, no. I guess the people who I don't understand were like, um, her closer friends. But yeah. Like at the town hall meeting, I was like, yeah, because mind control. And then Jug tells Tabitha that he can't really hear, that this whole time he's just been reading her mind. Yeah. Um. And then we're back at Pops. And they're working to make it a historical landmark. Mm-hmm. But while we're in there looking at shit, someone rushes in, shoots Tabitha. Now we're in 1944. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Jug's here. Oh, JK, he's the guardian angel, Raphael. <laughs> um, this made me so happy um, that they even talk about this, because it's not something that, like, I remember learning about in history growing up. Oh, the sundown laws? No, the sundown laws I knew about. Oh. But that's I, because I grew up in Texas. No, I knew about them. I just didn't feel like we actually, like, covered how... Like oh no, we were. no definitely not. So. But I'm talking about that um, the Green Book. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah we hardly we never learned about, about that. that. You basically have to go out of your way to learn about yeah. a lot of like history from the South, and it's not taught in schools, which is so shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really happy that they mentioned this. That Pops was a safe haven for people. Um, that's like it's a fucking huge fucking deal. And I'm glad they mentioned this because it's a show that doesn't really have, like, 
historical accuracies. Yeah. And for this episode to have a lot of them. Yeah. I I don't know who wrote this episode, but I am proud of them. Yeah, I really think it was done really well, too. Like, it didn't feel, like, forced. It didn't feel awkward. It, like, genuinely was, like, the story they were writing. And, like, this is when... We, um, this is the episode for me that made everything make sense. And like oh, I said, yes, like, 100%. I didn't have any questions. I wasn't like irritated where I'm like, what's going on? Um, because we like not to spoil the episode cause we're going to get into it. But basically Piggins is at all of these events mm-hmm. when Tabitha is and she's stopping him. So yes. he and her both now have a time traveling ability. Well, I mean, he's, I think he's just like... I don't like, know what he is. Yeah, I think he's just kind of um, almost like a, like a demon or something that has... Mm-hmm. He's just living. Like, he yes. he's not time-traveling. He's literally just been in Riverdale wreaking havoc this yes. entire time. Um, um, Tabitha is chronokinetic, which basically means she's a time-travel. Yeah. Um, Perkins, no, Dickens, is in this timeline. Which yes. Is, what is he in this timeline? I don't. I didn't write them all down. Like I what he was actually going by, because he just had a bunch of different P names. Oh, I think he was a. She yeah. had a different T names. And oh, you mean what he was in this one? Was he the sheriff in this? Yeah, one? he was part yes. of the police force in this um, one. And basically, this episode is about sundown towns and, um, not this episode. This time, this time, this time 1944. Yes, 1944. It's about sundown towns, and if you don't know what a sundown towns, I, 100 percent, um. Recommend looking them up, mm-hmm. especially if you are a minority. Some of these towns still exist, especially in the south. Um, so be careful Which, where you're traveling to. I love that we were talking about it, but this is again for me just a little bit of like, where the fuck are we? Because yes. we're in the north, supposedly. Yeah. Like very not the north. I don't mean it like that. It's not like the fucking civil war. Yeah, but it but doesn't make sense to. They're like, in a more northern area, from what we understood with. Yes. Quick travel from Chicago or to Toledo, yeah. like from Mary or um, and New York. FP. New York and is like a three-hour drive or something. And so, yeah, commutable. So yes, I didn't like. I love that we're talking about it because, like I said, I had heard of them. I didn't really know much about them. Yes, but it doesn't make um, sense for where they but are. But it does. Yes, exactly. So I thought that was super, super interesting. But yeah, yeah. Um, my ex knew nothing about sundown towns, and he wanted to drive to Louisiana, and I'm like. We need to look this shit up because I do not want to be in the wrong town at night because this shit is still real. Yeah. It's still something real that happens and people get hurt and it's been happening for a long time. Um, but basically what happens is Tony and Fangs have a baby. It's a girl. This, yeah. It's not really Tony and Fangs, but it's their characters playing right. it. Um, but basically they ran out of gas in Centerville, the town next door. And they ran through the forest, and they remember seeing Pops in the Green Book and remembering it was a safe haven for them. So they go to Pops to um, basically like run out of that town because if if you stay in a sundown town and you are a minority, they were going to arrest you and kill you. Like it wasn't either they were going to kill you or you were going to be missing, which if you're missing, more than likely they killed you. Sounds but they were scared for their lives. They ran into Pops. Um, Raphael shows his full like figure to the sheriff and Kevin, which is another cop. And they start going crazy. Pickens fucking 
escapes the mental asylum mm-hmm. and he goes and shoots Tabitha. And then next time period. So now we're in 1968. Yes. And it is, what was it, April 3rd? Is that what she said? I think so. It was the day... The day before Dr. King is shot. Yes. So she thinks she's here to save Dr. King. Uh, I don't understand how that was her immediate conclusion. Yes. I don't either. I know she'd only been in one time jump, but even I knew. I'm like, you're here to do things in Riverdale. Yeah. And then my whole thing is like, how would you stop this? Exactly. Like in... But it does establish... That um, in this show, in this um, timeline, or whatever, well, wherever she's at. in like this show specifically is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, the there are fixed moments in history that cannot be changed. Yes, like we see plenty of shows and stuff where you can switch those, and then you go into the future. It? And it's like the butterfly mess. effect. Like yes, yeah, and everything's completely different. Everything's a mess. Like the show that I'm thinking of is um, 1968 with or. 1963, I'm sorry, when, um, uh, it's that show about John, John Kennedy's assassination, and, um, I can see his face. Dave Franco is the main character, and he can go back in time, and he keeps going back in time to prevent Kennedy from getting shot, and then he goes in the future, and then everything's fucked up, so he has to start over again, and over again, and in some cases, he lives next to Lee Harvey Oswald and never talks to him, and then in others, he does talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me think of that, but... Um, that show, there was no fixed events. Like, yeah. this show no, And this like, one, it makes a lot more sense. Yes, I think that... I wish a lot more people did it like this, but I understand yes. that most times they're trying to change these fixed events yes. to the storyline. But I think it's so accurate. Like, I think there are things that have happened that if we time travel was really, you couldn't change it, or yeah, we wouldn't no. be where we are. Yes. Like, I think there was, like, a... There was, like, a... There was a... A show that we used to be shown in, like, elementary school... That it basically did the same thing. And it was like, if Martin Luther King didn't get killed... Yeah. We would have still been in the same... Like, we wouldn't have progressed. No, we wouldn't Which, like, it's sad to say that his death, like, reunited, like, a lot of people and brought them to fight. Mm -hmm. But... That's also true. Like... Loss... Like, for some reason, loss... Yeah. Brings people together. It's like, when 9-11 happened, it brought, like, America back together. Yeah. Because... We all wanted to fight as one. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. It was an attack on us on our own soil, and we were like, no, like, yeah. this isn't cool, basically. Like, yeah, like, we wanted to protect each other. Yes. And so that's what I think happened when Dr. King died. I agree. It was like, people felt more united, and they were like, no, we have to fix this. Yes. Because if not, more of this will happen. But it was so, like a cartoon that we watched when we were younger. Yes. No, I know what you're talking about. Um. Anyways. We find out Pickens works at the FBI office. He's yeah. FBI officer. Um, and then I wrote that the history... Oh, this is after um, Tabitha calls... J. Edgar Hoover. Yes. And she's, like, talking about, like, all the shit she has on him. And, like, I love the history in this Oh, same. Because I was like, it's so accurate. And it's like, damn, like... And, like, nobody at that time knew. But, of course, she knows because yes. she's from our time. Yes. Which now, I feel like this episode does confirm, like, the timeline thing we've discussed. Yes. Um, but, you know. No, but I love this episode because the historical accuracy mm-hmm. was so well done. Yes. So yes. that's why I, I want to thank the writer of this episode. I don't know who you are, 
but if you if you wrote this episode, I applaud you because yeah, this is my favorite episode of this whole entire show. Yeah, because of this, like, I agree. Like, I understand that they're trying to, like, it's trying to focus on Tabitha and like her story, mm-hmm. but they're using like key moments in actual history. Yep, that like mark like a bunch of importance. Yep. Yep, I loved it. I loved it. And it was furthering the storyline in such a nice way. Yes. Like, answering all our questions. Yes. And then I loved seeing that Pops was a part of history. Yes. Like, I fucking love that. Um, so at the end of our 1968 timeline, she's blown up with a bomb. And she travels to the 90s, 1999, November. I was one years old. I was three months old. <laughs> Um, it was almost 2000, so I was, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a Y2K thing? It wasn't oh, really. No. no, no, no. This is when I wrote, is Pickens a demon? Because he's in every single one yeah, of these. I agree. This is things. when it came clear to me. I mean, he makes a comment about playing catch-up, or someone makes a comment about having to play catch-up. Um, but I think that's because she's time-traveling. Yes. And she has to get to where he is wreaking havoc, like, next, yes. essentially. Um, <laughs> we find out he has a curiosity shop at the edge of town. Yeah. And then, I wrote, has, what is he doing with all this religious stuff? Yeah. Okay, this was weird <laughs> to me, though. I was like, all of a sudden, we have things from Jesus' crucifixion and the Last yeah, Supper. Yeah, I was so fucking confused. I was like, we've been, we've been having, like, a, like a racial-focused episode this whole time. And, like, yeah. accurate depictions of, like, you know, the yeah. race wars and stuff. And so I'm like, why didn't we have something like like Martin Luther's Dr. King's speech? Like Like I I don't know. It didn't it just felt really out of place. Like I'm yeah. not saying it needed to be racially focused at all. I'm just yeah. saying like it felt very out of place to me. I think it's very out of place for this whole show. Because never once have they mentioned religion in Absolutely. Any, the only time they mention religion is freaking Jason being Jesus. And that's it. But that was like, not a, I don't want to say a mockery, but like. It was, they made their own church. Like it wasn't a yeah, real church. Exactly. So yeah. And that's why I don't want to say like a mockery, but like, like I, I just felt like when you play house and you're like, you be yes. the mom and I'm the dad and we have three babies because that's what you're growing up in a house with where you yes. have, there's three babies and you have a mom and a dad or you have a mom and a mom, like whatever it is. It felt like that, where they're, yes. like, playing a game or whatever. Yeah, and basically, and Jesus most of the God. time, yeah, most of the time, she was doing this to get money. Yes. And, uh, because, yeah, Jason is God, I mean. I don't fucking know. Anyway. But, yeah, he has all this religious stuff. And then he's so wearing, weird. like, a Confederate uniform. Yeah, it was this, ju- I don't I, fucking know. I don't know. And then, <laughs> they have, he has the Holy Grail. Yeah. I was like, what is this, a Da Vinci Code? This was it just so weird. Um, and then we find out Tabitha is a fencer. Mm. That felt so out of place too. But she's just like, I was on my fencing team in college. What? I was also on the debate team. <laughs> it was, like, what does this have to do with anything? You don't think he knows this about you already? Uh, and then she stabs him, and he disappears. Yeah. He's just like, poof, gone. Yeah. So, so that know. does that mean, like, he's not supposed to be in that timeline? Does that mean she killed him? We don't know yet because she's still back in time. Yeah. And then, at the end, they're talking about the Holy Grail being her totem. And there's a milkshake in it. 
I could not. I was like, in what fucking world? I could not. You have the Holy Grail. I'm not saying I believe in any of this, but I'm just saying this significant religious piece of history according to, like, this certain religion, and you're going to put a fucking milkshake in it? I, that was insane to me. Oh, and then we find out that um, Dickens is Legion? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, it turns out that the Holy Grail is not her talisman, or whatever it is, her totem, and that Pops is the talisman. Yes. And now they have to get ready because they're going to fight a holy war. Yes. She gets home. She stops the from getting shot. By throwing a can of tomato soup yeah. at him. Oh, my God. And then she reveals to Jug because Jug asks her if she could stop the bomb from going off. And she's like, I already tried. It's a fixed event. But then at the very end, she reveals um, she actually did. And then she went in the future and it was, like, destroyed. Riverdale was yes. destroyed without her, without the bomb going off. Yes. And which is when we get the reveal that we're going to fight the great fight or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the holy war. Whatever. Um, episode 12. The Fog. I fucking hate this episode. This felt like that horror movie, which then I was like, the back mist? to our, yeah, the, and then I was like, back to our conversation at work when we, before we went to uh, Marketplace, I was like, that's a bad horror movie. <laughs> um, the apocalypse is coming. Yes. I wrote fucking Alice. Yes, but why are you game planning in the Cooper home? Like, I know you don't know that Alice isn't on your side, but why would you be game planning in a place where someone who yeah. is not involved in your superpowers can walk in? Yeah, I don't fucking know. But fucking oh, Alice. Oh, did this happen in this episode? I don't um, know. I don't know if this happened. But I do want to say something right before we move on with Alice. Why is she on Pickens' side? Is is she is he in her head? I think so. Are we gonna get that again? No, I think so because or, um I don't know if this is this episode or like one of the before's when we find out that the reason why he knew that Palladium was bad for Archie was because he snuck into Betty's room. We get that at the very end of this episode. That's what I'm saying. And I know I he was in why. Alice's oh, head yeah, then. But what is he constantly in her head? Because he's not there when she walks in and she immediately goes to him and is like, yes. this is what they're planning against us. I don't know. I don't I get don't it. No. I don't know. Um, anyway, Fucking Alice. What is this mask? Oh, the mist. What is this mist? Yeah, the fog. Ugh. Um, and it's happened before. Apparently nobody mentioned it. Oh, yeah. No, of course not. Why would we... Um, <laughs> Penelope is back and she's a fucking nun. She's a sister now because she went to the OG Sisters of Quiet Mercy and they believe in redemption because fucking Cheryl lists <laughs> off everything that uh, Penelope has done wrong. Yeah, and apparently Cheryl is her unfinished business. Yeah, because they believe in redemption, Monica. In what fucking world? BTK is back. BTK is back. Oh, yeah. BTK is back. And... We reveal that he made Betty dismember a body so that she could go free. Okay. And then the power goes out. Yes. The power starts going out all over. And literally everyone is like, don't worry, I've got candles. Okay. (laughs) I want to talk about Cheryl specifically in her house. 
How many fucking candles does this bitch own? Oh, no. There's literally hundreds of candles Don't everywhere. Even. I feel like that's what Matthew sees when he looks in underneath that <laughs> sink in there. <laughs> but literally, every surface is covered by one tiny candle. Like, just get one big candle, ma'am. Just get one big candle. Melt um, them all together. And then we get a very good blarchy moment. Yes. And they're in bed. Okay. And then I literally screamed because yes. I, I was making lunch for me and Chubbs. And I screamed and she's like, what? What's happening? I was like, nothing, nothing. In the show, the show, the show. We find out that Betty's period is late. <laughs> and she's never fucking late. Yes. Ever. I, ever, I literally wrote, oh my God. <laughs> yes. I did Barchi. I didn't even do OMG. I did, oh my God. Like, yes. I wrote it out. I did Barchi. Um, I'm so excited for them. Yeah, but then we we find out. Well, we already talked about it that she helps TBK cut someone up so that she could she like befriends him. Yeah. But this is when I was like, I want to see what his face looks like because he looks like built. Oh yeah. Um, um, we find out that Archie, oh. the reason why he's like rebuilding the house and everything, and like why he's so prone to like wanting to stay in Riverdale, wanting to fix up the town. Is because he wants a family. Yeah, and he wants to raise it here like his dad did because yes. his dad loved it so much. Which, like, ugh. Um, I love them. Then and we then... go to Veggie. <laughs> drink and stay. Yeah, she wants to stay and drink and maybe play strip poker. Because the power goes out there, too. Mm-hmm. I said, this one I said, Veggie is so on again, off again. Like, why? Either make them be together or not. Yeah. Pick one. And this is when, to me, I was like, Veronica needs to go to therapy or something because you can just tell it's her. Like, yeah. Ugh, she drives me crazy. Anyways, okay. Um, But they're fight. They do the strip poker, and then he's like, she's like, I'll take your boxers or a kiss. Or both. And then he's like, let's start with a kiss. Ugh. And then they start being toxic to each other, and Reggie points out something that, like, I hadn't really thought of, but then I did. Like, once he said it, I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, this makes sense. She's like, we're being like your parents. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm not like my mother. What the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, no, you're like your dad. Yep. Yep. And then she says something back, and he's like, well, in a way, I'm like my parents, too. And I can't really remember his reasoning, because we really never learned anything about his parents Oh, so it didn't his make a whole lot of sense. But his mom always focused on her career. Or yeah, something like that. And so, anyways, but they break up for good. And I said question mark, question mark, question mark, because <laughs> next episode they're gonna be together again. Um, Moose is back, and he's with Kevin, and he wants to get dinner. Um, Moose is gonna be the new PE teacher, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. After he came back from the military, at ease. Um, we. <laughs> We hit ROT po- ROTC positions already taken, Monica. <laughs> By Archie. Leave Archie alone. <laughs> um, but also, I wouldn't want him to be the ROTC teacher because his dad was it. <laughs> we can't forget what his dad did. We're about to see him again. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. I forgot about that. But then we cut to Tony's house or their apartment, and we get the Tostitos ad placement. Yes! Oh my god, I forgot to say it, but a couple of, um, episodes ago we had another Chime ad 
where she's like, I'll just chime it to you. Oh, I did not see that. Uh, well, it was very much like we didn't see the chime or anything, but it oh, was but the she, way like, she it, yeah. said it where she was like, I'll just chime it to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, my next question is, I don't care if you leave this in or not. Does this mean that they stopped looking for the palladium? <laughs> I, you know, it's probably going to come back here again. But like, he and they're going to be like, we've been in the mines this whole time. All, like, literally, all you have to do is walk around the mines and hit Archie. And if, if, if he gets hurt. Then it's somewhere here. If it doesn't, nowhere near. Shut the fuck up. You're <laughs> killing me. Um, okay. When the fog gets worse. Yeah. I said something feels off with Jug. Um, because him and Tabitha are in the are in Pops. And just the way he was acting was giving me weird vibes. Yeah. Um. um oh, now Kev, we're back at the school. They have sex or whatever. Kev sees the fucking Gargoyle King in the bathroom. I said, no more G&G. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is the Gargoyle King doing here? No. What does that got to do with anything? That was three seasons ago. That was but then he wakes summers up. ago. <laughs> Sorry. But then he wakes up from his, like, nap that he fell into after they did it. Okay, but I do think it was weird that he woke up from his nap on a different couch. Yes, that's where I was like, that's not believable. Like, yeah. I did think it was really Unless cute. Unless that was the couch they did it on, and he oh, went to the yeah. other couch. But so. I do think it was really cute how Moose got behind him when he woke up from his nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I think they really do love each other. Like, yes. they're not trauma bonded the way our other high school couples are. No. They're not anything. Like, no. they and just like the truly only, care the about only, each yeah, other. Yeah, the only reason they broke up was because of his Moose's dad. dad. and the Gargoyle King, and then Moose went away. Yeah. Um, we get back to Thornhill... Cheryl is Penelope and she said I'm the maiden and the dragon oh my god what the fuck are you talking about and then we get letters from fucking Heather yeah Penelope gives Cheryl these letters from Heather which this was super random to me because I was like we I, I don't think we were ever told this girl's name I think we were. Oh, I don't remember ever learning it. I, do, I remember learning about her, but I yeah. don't ever remember getting a name to the I don't really situation. I thought we did. Um, Who knows? So basically, wait, I'm ready for the fog to lift. Are you? Yes. Okay. So basically, we get out of this fog, and I, Alice is like on the news, isn't she? Yes. Announcing that... That the other three members besides Tabitha have agreed to disband the council, and Pickens is now mayor. <laughs> Could he be mayor? I thought you had to be like a U.S. resident or like a. Citizen. Well, he might be, just because he has a mm, British that's accent. True. That's true. Who um, knows? But he's well, the mayor. Yeah, and then Betty. I said Betty said what I'm thinking because she mentions like he's trying to be like Hiram or something like that. I didn't write yeah. down exactly what she says, but I was thinking the same thing, Hiram. And we find out about we're they're talking about the final battle. Yes, and this is when she talks more about the fact that she went into the future and everything, and, and Riverdale trying, yeah. is like ruined in the future. And she goes through so many different timelines. Yeah, see. like. The, it was like 1,836. Very I was specific. Like, Come on. Yeah. Why? And in two of them, only two, Jughead lives. No, I thought in only two of them, the town survives, but Jughead dies. Oh. 
I thought it was Jug, and only two of them, Jug, was living. No, I thought... And I thought it was... Okay, anyways. Because that's when but, she was, like, thinking, like, how can I lose him? And he's like, are you talking about Pops? And she's like... Right, no, I know yeah. all that. But she's talking about him. Right. And because the only two outcomes that come from the final battle is Jughead has to die in either one. Yeah, in order it's a for, fixed event. Yes. She says that, but... Yes. Okay. Anyways. Um, and then at the end... <sighs> Barchi... Barchi has a huge secret for us. Because the fog is lifted. They were able to go to the store. Yep. You know what they got at the store? A pee test. (laughs) (laughs) And they hold it up. I can't. They didn't really have a reaction that indicated that She has a timer. We have 30 seconds to find out. And that's where we're going to leave you. We don't know if she's pregnant or if she's not. Well, we do, but... Yeah, we watched ahead, so we do know you don't know. Don't yeah. Google it. Come back next week. Mm-hmm. Stay <laughs> in suspense. <laughs> but that is it. Yes, it is. For this episode of What the Fuck is This Podcast? Ladies and germs. Oh, no. That is it for Riverdale this time. Yeah. Our what the fuck news. Um, it's technically my turn, but it's brought to you by Monica. I got it. In the Taco Bell drive through. A woman says her friend went to the Dominican Republican for a 3,500 BBL. For those of you that don't know, Brazilian butt lift. And ended up getting her kidney stolen. (laughs) I don't want to laugh, but like, come on. Like, ma'am, what? Um, we did watch the YouTube video while she, or while we ate our Taco Bell, where she told the whole story. There's really not much to it because most of it was her being like, y'all are perfect the way you are. And she's like a, what did she say she do, was? She do, was a life coach. Yeah. She's like, do what makes you feel good. But like, I'm not, nobody's here to judge, but like, just yeah. be smart about it. And then at the end she was like, subscribe to my channel. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, and this, there's still two minutes left. There was still two minutes left. No. Um, I just, it's like I, we, I was like, we have to talk about this because literally, what the <laughs> fuck? I have so many questions about. I think, I think it's weird because like people talk about BBLs like they're nothing. Yeah. But they are one of the most dangerous surgeries because they don't know exactly where they're sticking in the fat. So if they hit an like a artery or whatever, you're yeah. fucked. You're yeah. dead. Yeah. So you definitely do need to go to a reliable plastic surgeon, not yes. someone in the fucking Dominican Republic. Well, I mean, and you, you can see... find good doctors outside oh, of the states. No, absolutely. I'm do yes. your fucking research yes. on these people. That's what I mean. And like, I'm sure you can find a cheaper surgeon in the states too. Like I don't even know, but I, I've never looked. I into would be it, willing to pay a lot of money. That's what I'm thinking. Instead of like budgeting for something like this. No. Um, but do your fucking research on your doctors. Yeah. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, literally watch. There's a show called Doctor Death that's based off a podcast. Watch that. It's about doctors that botch their fucking patients because basically they could. Um, do your research on these people. You're getting like something's getting done to you. You're getting yes. put under anesthesia and no shame. Like yes. literally, she got put to sleep and didn't realize. For like what they, what did you do? She came like back two months. Yes. Before she went to the doctor and she was like, I've just been feeling off. Like I'm that person too. I hate going to the doctor. I hate getting blood work. So 
So I'm like, I'm just feeling off. But like, you had a major surgery you were put under. No one can tell you what happened to you there. And you went to the fucking doctor, found out now you have to be on medicine for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, no shame for cosmetic surgeries at all. Just do your fucking research. Whatever makes you feel good, but just be responsible. Do your research. Don't cheap out on stuff like this. And now they can't even find the doctor. Because he wasn't a real doctor. Yeah, or he didn't give a real name. Something along those lines. But literally watch Botched. Yes! Like, watch any medical show. Like, come on. Educate yourselves. Learn more. That is it for this episode of What the Fuck Is This Podcast. Um, Follow us on all of our stuff. Yes. Meaning TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. I keep wanting to say Twitter. Um... But you can find us at WTF is this underscore podcast. Um, you will find the doggos page. Yep. Um, they only have an Insta. Yeah. And then you will find our personal pages if you would like to follow us. Yep. Don't forget to leave recommendations on what shows you want us to, to fucking review. Yeah. What books you want us to fucking spill the tea on. And if you have personal tea that you can't tell nobody else, tell us. We'll oh, make yeah. it anonymous. Oh, yeah. We won't tell nobody. No. Except for each other. Yeah. So, that is it. Catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.